Hello everyone, welcome back to Plotlines, I'm your host Connor, and today we will be finishing up the series on the wives of Henry VIII, and we only have three more to go, which is insane anyways, because having six wives and, uh, you know how the song goes, divorced, beheaded, and died, divorced, beheaded, and survived... It's exactly bonkers to me that that's how, uh, I mean, I, like I've said before, Henry VIII is probably the most notorious king of England. I'd argue he's almost as notorious, in my opinion, as Oliver Cromwell. Though Oliver Cromwell was a dictator and not a king, it's... You know, it's just an interesting, you know, l- look at the different characters. Well, this is this one is not specifically about Henry VIII. So, his wives. We just, last we left off, Jane Seymour had died and given birth to a son. And there's a lot of things that uh, have to be taken into account after that. Um the king the england had struggled for a long time to decide which side of the political sort of alliances where where england was whether they were the ally of france ally of spain things kept going up and down up and down and now we look at it after Jane Seymour's death. Uh, the King of England is looking for allies elsewhere. So he looks towards the Protestant countries of Germany or the states of Germany. And it is suggested to him that he marries... Anne of Cleves, the sister to the Duke of of Cleves, which was a powerful duchy in the Protestant League, which was opposing the Pope as well as the Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, who was also King of Spain. So this fit England's need for an alliance. And let's just say the process of marrying Anne of Cleves was complicated and the king didn't see her before uh, she was brought to be married to him and she he had only seen a portrait of her which can be debated whether or not it was very accurate but the king would have said that it wasn't and when he saw her he cried horse face so this marriage is not going very well i mean he hadn't married her yet but he did he did marry her and they didn't very much get along. 
and there was a possibility of his daughter Mary marrying um, one of uh, one of the queen's relatives, the Duke of Bavaria, which. I think his name was Philip, which is ironic because she marries a Philip as well. It's just absolutely crazy. Um, but the the marriage with Anne of Cleves does not does, Cleves does not work out well. The king can't love her, can't you know, can't get over the way she looks, and she is sent away. <laughs> She is sent into exile. So he pulls another Catherine of Aragon. And I don't, she doesn't fight to this. So she basically is sent away. And she has no... She never gets married again. And uh, she uh, she wasn't... Uh, or she was lucky. Of She was probably the luckiest of all the wives. So... They hadn't consummated the marriage, I don't believe. So, interesting enough. Again, you may not be able to count. You may not actually count this as a marriage. So, huh, interesting. Always the fact that the six wives, um, only a few or a few of them would have been would be considered false marriages. So. And uh, so Anne Boleyn can be considered as a false marriage. And Anne of Cleves, so that would sort of make it four wives instead of six. Anne of Cleves lived out, lived past Henry VIII and even past his son's reign into Mary Tudor's reign, His her her former stepdaughter, I guess. And they had a good relationship and the 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 um Anne of Cleves uh went crazy religion. She just she jumped religions like a like hopscotch. Is that the right word? Whatever, jumping rope. She was jumping rope over different religions. Um she was for, first a Lutheran, then when she came to England, she became an Anglican, and then when Mary Tudor became queen, she became a Catholic and died a Catholic. So, like I said, it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, especially for like the one of the quote unquote most one of the quote unquote Protestant brides of Henry VIII. She ended up being Catholic at the end, which is weird. So, that is the story of Anne of Cleves. She was the luckiest of Henry VIII's wives. And she's one of the only ones that really didn't deserve any of the stuff that she got. But what she got was way better than pretty much any of the other wives, except for maybe... Catherine Parr and Jane Seymour. They didn't really anyways get they didn't really get anything bad. Um 
moving on to the next wife, which is Catherine Howard, who was 17, which is creepy, but, and, or, and she was very, uh, let's just say, she didn't really care about morality, she was all about having fun, all about joy, and, you know, doing what she wanted, and she didn't get along with Princess Mary, and just a whole lot of problems. Um, she was also younger than the the king's daughter, which, whew, it's just weird when your stepdaughter is young or is older than you. Um, she really didn't care too much about, uh, things of state, and, you know, she was just a, she was a silly little girl, to be honest, and... She had an affair, or at least she was she was uh, accused of having an affair, as well as had uh, many relations pre prior to his her marriage with Henry VIII, and she wasn't married before, so so that that led her to her execution, and it's. She got herself into a lot of problems, but that really doesn't excuse all the horrifying things that Henry VIII has ever done, and, you know, he's obviously a trash bag, a burning trash bag at that. Now, let's go to six, final wife, and it is another Catherine. Catherine Parr, which, seriously, the amount of Catherines, I feel like that must have gotten, must have been weird for Henry, but hmm, he didn't really care. Whatever, he just took what he wanted and, and what he wanted. And Catherine Parr was a secretive or not super secretive Protestant, and she made sure that Queen Elizabeth and King Edward were raised as Protestants. Which... And uh, the only reason she probably survived was because Henry VIII had gotten too old and more or less wasn't super excited about executing people as much. I mean, he totally would have executed her, but he died and, you know... He probably would have died, or he probably would have executed for heresy, but also people had fallen out of the circle that would have been doing that, and the, uh, the, I think it was the Earl of Hartford, a staunch Protestant who was related to Jane Seymour, I think it was her brother, the brother of Jane Seymour, was a staunch Protestant, and took control over the leadership of the government after Henry VIII died and was in charge of King Edward. So, the uh, Queen Elizabeth was raised Protestant, pretty much just like her mother, Anne Boleyn, and Edward was not raised as, or was not raised as the religion 
of his mother, Jane Seymour, though she wasn't super vocal about her, um, her, her Catholicism. She worked tirelessly, as I had discussed previously, to provide, um, to provide sort of, uh, Queen Mary, the opportunity to be back in, to be back in the good graces of Henry VIII, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, you could argue that Catherine Parr was making Elizabeth Protestant because that's what her mother would have wanted, but all, but then regarding he- Edward, she really didn't care what Jane Seymour would have wanted, so... I call hypocrisy, and whatever suited Catherine Parr the best, Catherine Parr did. And that just, that maybe she was perfect for Henry VIII, doing exactly what was perfect for her, and, you know, at no concern for the divide and the, and the, the lives that would be destroyed in the future about the the collateral damage that would come about between uh, Edward's reign, Mary, you know, the revert to Mary's reign, and then back to Queen Elizabeth's reign, and all the way to James the first, and James or Charles the first, and Charles the second, and James the second, and you know, all up all the way into Catholic emancipation. You can almost argue that Jane or that Catherine Parr is the reason for Catholic problems in all of England. And, you know, and just... I It just seems that selfishness truly ru- ruled the day in Henry VIII's court. But as long as their selfishness either didn't get in the way of or was in line with Henry VIII's whole shtick whole plan or it's arguable he didn't even have a plan he just was doing what he wanted when he wanted it and the results are horrifying in my opinion uh so divorced beheaded died divorced beheaded survived it's it's an interesting and i mean Catherine Parr did die later and she didn't last that long compared to uh, Anne of Cleves. So, so uh, is Anne the Cleves the Anne of Cleves the winner? I think she is. She's the winner of which wife will live longest of Henry VIII, and the winner goes to Anne of Cleves, even though they didn't really act as husband and wives very long. So. Who knows? Anywho, that is the end of the wives of Henry VIII. Have a great day, and please like, share, and subscribe. And have a great one. Bye.